Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, Tuesday Topic. Now, the Tuesday Topic is about getting real. It's about getting real with yourself. It's about getting real with your business. And what we're gonna do is pick a topic for a blue collar service business every single week. And Larry and I are gonna talk about what we did great, what we did okay, what we royally screwed up, and hopefully you guys can learn from our mistakes. So buckle up, it's about to get real. Let's head to the Tuesday topic. Well, hello, everybody. This is Larry from Blue Collar Nation podcast. And I just blew Eric away on the other side of the microphone. Oh, my ear I am here cool. with, on the other side of this microphone, Mr. Eric Sprague, the Tech Whisperer. What's up, Eric? What are you doing, man? The distinguished D, <laughs> as of right now. I if everyone was uh, hanging in with us before this podcast, you would know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. We're, gonna play, we're playing that. Yeah. That's part of the but story. We've got to give a little explanation. What's the story? We're going to get to the story. Don't rush everybody already. I got the so winter check it beard out. going. I'm this podcast kinda... has been sponsored by... You've been doing... <laughs> <laughs> get my beard going. Messing up my joke. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Distinguished. No, 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 no. It's your show. I just have talk no. about your beard. Well, I'm excited. Winter's coming. It snowed here yesterday. It's hailed in Rancho. Yeah, we played you Christmas carols. It made you very happy. How yeah. we start growing the beard around played, October fifteenth uh, is when the beard starts in again, which is my wife's like least yeah. favorite day of the year. It's my birthday. Yeah. Really? No, I know it is. Well, see, she didn't know it was my birthday. Then she might think it's a lot better. I said happy birthday to you. So we played you Snoop Dogg Christmas Carol yesterday. That was very uh, entertaining. I don't know who the other girl was. Anna Kendrick. perfect. Something like that. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, there you go. Went to my high school. Yeah, it was a good... Uh... Oh, really? Did you know her? A couple yeah, years earlier, like, I bet. Yeah, she's like 30 years younger than me. Of course I knew her. <laughs> Check it out. We need a little more focus here. This podcast is sponsored by Morning Tech Meeting, and we have the Bearded Tech Whisperer here who gives amazing lessons. And what I was going to digress to was the disc, and we never talk about the disc when we're promoting Morning Tech Meeting. I'm not sure. But the disc was the most influential part of our journey with the morning tech meeting in our business. We did this for many years, which is why we started it here for everybody else. Because we want to help everybody with, with which helped us. But the disc part, you understand your fellow teammates so well, much Tell everybody what disc and is. And yourself. What is disc? Disc is a personality assessment tool. Yeah. What's the best yeah, way to describe it? it? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it breaks down. It breaks eat? down. For, well, it, it, you know, we all have our own personalities that we come into this world with, and it, it breaks it down into four kind of easy to understand types. Yep. There's others that do like sixteen, but the problem is when you're running a business, it, it's it's hard to go that deep. It, the four yeah, is simple, more understandable, you know, yep. for everybody. <clears throat> and you know, it has D stands for dominant which, you know, are kind of big picture people who are like make things happen. And then I stands for influencer, meaning they let 
people and love to be the center of attention and S stands Boom. for service and you know C stands for competence, kind of more like um, accountants. <laughs> you yep. know? And what what happens is all those all those personalities show up at our doorstep and we all work together every day. So the better we understand each other, the better we get along and get more accomplished. And understand the clients so you can make more relationships and connection and upsells and have yep. better relationships, which lead to repeat referral and more dough and profit, which is a beautiful thing as well. Yeah, so do. you might not follow us with this disc, but you will learn it in the morning tech meeting and it will change your business as every, it did ours and many Wednesday. others. Wednesday's disc Every day. Wednesday. Okay. So this is the Tuesday topic show. We didn't even say that in the beginning. Well, because you're off your game. The topic – I am way on my game. You're <laughs> slow as molasses. You're going to fall asleep on this side. Come on. Go get a zip fizz. Talk to Tommy Mello. <laughs> no, no. That's what he said. Got Yano. my zip fizz. I'm good. Yano that was the zip fizz guy. No, no, no. That was Tommy Mello? Um, okay. No, he was the alpha brain. Oh, that's yeah, right. that's it. Yano was the alpha when brain. I took the alpha <laughs> brain and it made me fall asleep and yeah. I was like falling asleep in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're an enigma. All yeah. right, so check it out. Tuesday like topic. Joe Rogan a letter. Yeah. Well, he proceeds it too, I guess. Tuesday topic is your story. And I read a lot of Seth Godin. And if you want to learn anything about marketing, Seth Godin is amazing. Start with the purple cow, I would suggest. And his books are not huge and big like a Harry Potter novel. They're very digestible and amazing reading. It will make your mind think of really cool things to do. But this podcast isn't about marketing. It's about having a connection with your team. So Seth Gohan talks about marketing as in telling your story to many other people. So you tell your story to all your clients. You have a story that goes with your business. And that's why a lot of people call you. And it's something that you should do as well on the marketing side. But also it helped us telling Eric and I story. So what is our story, Eric? What would we tell people, tell our team specifically? The same exact story, but how would we go about that? We did that. We we didn't do it enough at the end, I think. But, you know, our story has always been that, you know, we were college roommates and that we met in the gym and, you know, we're a couple knuckleheads in the gym every day. And, and, you know, that's where we got our work ethic. And we used to walk eight miles to the gym in neck deep snow, but uphill both ways in snow <laughs> every day, which, you know, there's some truth to that. Gym for us. And, uh, yeah. And then, you know, we just talk about how after that, based on our college experience, we got together and started a business and took the same work ethic that we had as teenagers and, and put it here. You know, I mean, I could go way deeper, but that's the gist of our story. And, um, you know, I think a lot of guy, a lot of our guys, what they got out of that was the fact that you and I have been doing something together for like 38 years. So there's that commitment and that loyalty yep. and the looking at the long game, like we're not, you and I are, neither one of us are short term people like, you know, that we're going to be here for a while and we're going to work hard and we're going to grow this slowly and all these things. And I think the guys bought into that, that, that kind of team you and i are a team yeah and therefore then they would come and be part of that team as well and the other thing dude is because you and i are i think very loyal to each other it bred loyalty in our team to us 
Yeah. And it would create a connection because they got to know us better because we told their story. And there were stories on top of stories, college stories. And, oh, you guys did what? You guys were in the 80s? And how was it like in the 80s? And you know, Well, we told a-, a lot of stories about when you and I first started the business and how it was right at, you know, during the Great Recession. Yep. And 2008. You and I would, you know, work jan- you know, car- clean carpet all day, work janitorial all night just to pay the bills. We'd do trash outs. We'd <laughs> cut jacuzzis in quarter with a sawzall. <laughs> I mean, we were doing yep. anything and everything. And I think that showed commitment to them. And therefore, they, you know, took that on board and acted the same. Yeah. And I think many of the other business owners listening to this, if they tell their story, how they could have had the entrepreneurial seizure, they're a great technician, they decided to start a business or whatever your story is, how you got into business. If you have a business partner, if you don't, but if you tell that story to your team, it creates much more of a connection with them and then once you have more of a connection with them, just like in the morning tech meeting, you're always looking for things to connect with your team, to talk about so that they feel part of a team. Yeah. I was was just going to say that. I think people want to be part of something, especially now because society's so splintered and so many of our team members came from broken homes and families that had split up and, you know, they were looking to be part of something bigger than them. I think we all feel that to a degree. And I, you and I actually wrote out our story, the history of Shamrock Cleaning Restoration, and it was in the employee manual. Yep. So they had to read our story of how we started in your garage and, you know, made do on not much with, you know, trying to build the business up during the recession and how we grew. So they already knew that as soon as they get their handbook right from day one and we made them read it. And then that made them feel immediately like they're part of something that's bigger than them. Yep. And then we kept telling those stories. I mean, you and I were famous for war stories in the morning meetings. We'd tell about the time that, you know, we'd work 50 hours straight or whatever. And, you know, the guys would, they'd buy into that. Yeah. Or the great flood on Labor Day weekend and everybody worked and they all brought their friends and we had, 40 people on working on one building for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I left my vacation. Yeah. Your parents my, were here with my family to come back and, and work that, or, you know, the, the, the great Thanksgiving poop flood, <laughs> you know, I mean, spray well, on the ceiling or something like that. All right. Let me tell it. Can I, we're going to tell, it's about stories, right? So we're going to tell a story. Please do. I was on call. Larry's always out of town on Thanksgiving. Yep. We do water damage restoration for those who don't know. And I knew that Thanksgiving's always a busy day. People have family and friends in and they jack their houses up. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go take a quick bike ride because I know early this morning, my phone's going to start ringing. So I get up at like six, headed out the door, made it about 30 minutes. Boom. Get that phone call. Hey man, I got a flood and it's a big deal. You better get down here. So, Rushed home, threw on my clothes, hopped in my truck, <laughs> went down to the town next door, next town over. The city mainline sewer was backing up. And so the city came on the street. with this massive hydro jetting machine 
and then was forcing water through the main line, you know, at high pressure to try to clear the line. And what happened was there was so much back pressure that all the stubs to the houses from the main line <laughs> backed up at like, you know, a gazillion PSI. And people, <laughs> people had sewage blowing out of their toilets and hitting the ceilings. Because they didn't have a backflow valve on their on their, on their waistline, and uh, there were six. I believe it, there were six houses, like yeah. three on one side of the road and three on the other, and they all got the same treatment. And I got there, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, it's Thanksgiving morning. I need to call in like every single Everybody. person in our company because I'm going to go sign all these jobs," you know. I mean, there were literally houses where the sewage was flowing out of the front door. Yeah. So I called in. I remember the picture of the ceiling. It went I on the ceiling in. above oh, dude, the toilet. Gross. I called in every single, for the most part, everybody that was in it's town. Like I, called, poltergeist. I called everybody in town that was in town. And we worked until like midnight that night. We worked from what I worked from like seven in the morning till midnight. Those guys were probably there at eight. And they didn't have Thanksgiving, you know, and they sacrificed. And we, we had another Thanksgiving for all of the rest, us who didn't have a Thanksgiving a few weeks later. Yeah. But, you know, that's, those are the kind of stories and the kind of teamwork that created the culture that we could tell the guys who came three or four years later about that. And the guys that were still there would talk about, you know, like, hey, man, you know, Eric wasn't some absentee owner. He was there on Thanksgiving day, you know, cutting out drywall, just like the rest of us. And, you know, that went a long way. So every company has these stories. And when you start adding them up and you keep telling them, don't let those stories die. Because those stories are what make you, you as a company. And they get, they get the guys excited to be part of something like that. I mean, were we all happy that we're working Thanksgiving? No, <laughs> nobody, nobody was happy, but no, nobody complained. Nobody complained either. We just did it. You know, we were working to help people that were in need. Yeah. That was a business we're in. But even if you don't have uh, an emergency business and you work overtime and all these hours, you still have stories where you give, just create legends in your own business. And that's what creates the relationships with the future team or the current team and the past team. And it just creates that culture of community. Hey, I was there at that flood, you know, back in Mako, Maiko tires. And we we're there the whole weekend. And Kumo we tires. Kumo. Kumo tires. Oh, Miko was the yeah. car. Do something that we didn't do as well in the early days. Make sure, especially if you're a newer business, take pictures of all of this, take videos of all of this, create a living document that you can show. Do you remember Larry, how one, one or two years, I guess we started it later. I started putting together like a PowerPoint presentation with music for the Christmas party of like all the stuff that we did that year and took pictures and videos from jobs. Dude, I don't think anything was more powerful than that. Yeah. At the Christmas party. That's right. I remember that. That was cool. That had a was huge effect on them. Like I remember the first year we did it, you and I did, we did a thing where we kind of did all the years leading up to that point where 
had a picture of me on day one in my driveway in Utah, and then a picture of you and me doing who knows what when, when you know, my hair was to my shoulders and you still had hair. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. No, but dude, that, you know, the young guy, but the young guys, that's what gets them to go, wow, there's history here. I'm yeah. part of something. Yep. And you create that culture of working hard, making it happen. That's going to still be around. Business is going to be happening and they can be part of it. Yeah. And then they're like, huh, especially with the millennials. A lot of these guys have negative things about to say the millennials. Here's your ticket. Create a Dude, connection. All of, our, all of our people are millennials and they were most, most of them were awesome. Yeah. They just think differently. You have to pivot. The new words pivot, right? You have to pivot, pivot. how you view the world and, and put it into a little more like how they do. Yeah. And this is a clue on how to connect with them because it's so valuable because we focus on marketing all the time and it would be out marketing, doing, telling our story, telling our story. But I think it was just as valuable with our team and the team used to tell the clients, Oh, did you see that picture of Eric and Larry or what are these pictures? What's the background of your company? And they didn't always know. Yeah. Oh yeah. They started in New Hampshire and they were college roommates. Really? Oh, that's kind of interesting. And you know, it's just, something to talk with a client about. I know I used to go, I'm sure you had the same thing. You'd show up at a client's house like that maybe you'd never met. They've been with us for, you know, three or four years or whatever. And I'd walk in and they go, oh, I know you, <laughs> you know, from the newsletters or the videos or whatever. Yeah. And then we'd start talking and then they'd start be, like recounting my life basically to them to back to me, the client. And I'd say, oh, how do you know all this? And I said, oh, your guys told me. There you go. You know, the guys were telling the history of the client of the company because, you know, the, 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 the client's probably saying like, so how do you like working at Shamrock or whatever? Right. Next thing you know, they're telling the story because that's, that's what we bring together. Yeah, exactly. And that's great marketing. That's not even presented as marketing. We don't tell the guys, listen, just go out and tell our story to everybody and you'll be all good. That wasn't the case at all. I mean, this, they knew it because we thought it was important. But how it got relate was genuinely, and that goes a long way. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be shy. Be vulnerable. Tell some of your stories. Just have my daughter come on the job or your kids came on a couple jobs. We took pictures of them. You got pictures of your kids doing some mattresses. Got my daughter doing stuff. And you get your, my wife. I got a picture of my kids raking a carpet when they were like four and six. <laughs> I love that picture. <laughs> yep. Sid used to help uh, vacuuming. She could not stand vacuuming. Yeah, just go vacuum for an hour. An hour. <laughs> <laughs> One of my folks came and visited. They were here on vacation from New Hampshire. And we I'll got this huge job. I just, uh -huh. I, I just told that story today. Oh, I was thinking of the, uh, Convention center. Oh, that the, the contents job with the uh, feral cats. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad was like, go in there and save your mom. There's no airflow in there. <laughs> this poor lady was a hoarding house, and my mom was taking out all the contents. Oh. <laughs> and then, yeah, the convention center. We were cleaning how many hundred thousand square 
A couple hundred thousand square feet? About, I think it was 180,000 square feet in one night. Of carpet. So my mom and dad were vacuuming. My dad kept saying, I think I got you in trouble. Because if you're talking to the supervisors at the convention center. <laughs> where where are we going are, with this? No, this is the whole idea is the owner needs to be vulnerable and tell these stories to their team. It creates great connection, creates camaraderie, creates culture, creates all kinds of things that are very good as well as marketing. But the way we are coming out with morning tech meeting, this is a great connection for you. I must've said it a hundred times. So reinforcing it, document it, have your employee manual like we did and let yeah. you guys know, let them ask questions. Yeah. And, um, you, know, you know, I think if I could do it over again too, you know, like if we still had, you know, before we sold, I think I would have put up like a big board on the wall and had like those pictures and the whole thing of all the years and then just keep adding yeah. to it so that guys could go out in the warehouse and just look at it and see yeah. the different uniforms and the different guys and the different vehicles that are no longer there. And I, I just think it shows that timeline of progress. They feel yeah. they're part yep. of something Very big. cool. Yeah. Big deal. So right. great suggestions for you. Topic of Tuesday, tell your story. Tuesday topic, tell your story to your guys. Market to your guys. You got to keep your guys happy. Keep them engaged. Yep. And any other last words, Mr. Tech Whisperer? Uh, nope. Turn the light on the plane. Okay, right on. We're out. Have a great day, folks. See Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.